What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Right now. Here we go. The breaking news. The CFL Board of Governors votes unanimously to begin a shortened 14-game season on August 5th. How about that? We're going ahead. We're opening training camp. We're going to kick off August 5th. They're doing what's best for the league. They're doing what's best for the game. They're doing what's best for their players and staff. They're moving ahead. So bravo to them. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Happy Friday, everybody. Flame Tech Football Friday. It's what you've all been waiting for, I think. And we are live on YouTube and Facebook. Preempted this week on Game Plus Television. Get that hate mail into them. Moose Dupont's yeah, here. The hate mail. How you doing, Moose? I'm great. We heard from the Game Plus guys this morning, and uh, they don't have a problem with a hate mail. No. At least they didn't tell us they did. <laughs> you know, no news is good news. It means people are watching. That's right. Uh, I'll tell you what, we've got two of the biggest names in the Canadian Football League coming on today's program. Real nice work, Clark. The best guest booker in the business. we got Pinball Clemens, the general manager of the Toronto Argonauts, and Paul Lapolis, the head coach of the Ottawa Red Blacks. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, I have no idea how they found the time to join this show. I'm not joking. I know. So I'm incredibly honored that those two gents will be with us today as we get ready to talk some football. I'll get to your comments in a moment. What I would love is if you could chime in with where you're watching from today. We always like that with your comments on this Friday. And uh, let's go with a quick six show topics, please, if you don't mind, Director Jordan. Well, it is a Flame Tech Football Friday, but they're not entirely football-related topics here in the Quick Six. Number one, the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Islanders last night 2-1 on Long Island to assume a 2-1 series lead. Uh, Clearly, I watched the game. I'm all in on the Islanders for a couple of reasons. Got our buddies there, Jordan Eberle, Clark Gillies, and so forth. Tampa won the Stanley Cup last year. The team hasn't changed a whole lot. You know what I mean? They all got rings, so let's let somebody else win. Right. But there was a controversial penalty interference penalty which led to the game-winning goal and I'm just sitting there going why do we even talk about this why do we even talk about officiating because it's going to come up all the time and it seems like such a waste of time because these things are always going to happen should we just stop talking about it well I mean we can but it's so critical to the game and that was such a big moment we usually don't but it just feels like this is the year that it seems to come up on almost a daily basis, which isn't normally the case. Yeah. You know, where 
you know, bad calls happen all the time. I get it. Like nobody's perfect or, and not that they're bad, but it's somebody's going to disagree with every single call. And that's fine. I don't, I'm not here to talk about that, but these are calls that are impacting the game, like leading to goals and on scoring plays and monumental moments. It doesn't seem like this has happened in a really long time at this volume. No. And the other night, uh, in game two, Barry Trotz was just losing his mind with the, they got seven guys, right? You saw him yelling, right? Yes. Last night, he was just, he couldn't believe the Vibrating. Call. <laughs> he was punch drunk on this call. So, yeah, I don't even know why we talk about it at all. Our poll question, now, hang on, I'll get, no, hang on. Sorry for that. I'm just checking in. Victoria, B.C., Trevor Bazillo says, I'm in Grey Cup champ land. I guess that would be Winterpeg. Salt Lake City. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says he's in his mom's basement. I have no problem believing that. <laughs> Kamloops, B.C., How about that? Saskatoon, the 905, Southern Ontario. So, yeah, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Did I mention Green Bay? Green Bay, Wisconsin. We got the Cheeseheads here. Edmonton. Come on, Mandy. Cheer up in Edmonton. Started already. Uh, point two. Vegas at Montreal tonight. My prediction is a 3-1 Golden Knights win. What the heck? My brother and I were getting in early with our predictions here. Yeah. He's got 2-1 Golden Knights. Okay. So, looks like the Golden Knights are winning. Why play the game? Yeah. Not nervous at all. 6 p.m. Mountain face-off. What do they say? And they said it on the broadcast last night when series are even at one. Who wins game three improves to like a 78% chance of winning the series. Is it that much? It's high. Well, I know game five winner in a 2-2 series is 78%. I would be surprised it's that high in game three. It's pivotal tonight. Oh, yeah. Pivotal tonight. Uh, Hey, Leanne Horning-Wright checking in. She's watching from Vegas. Brad Horning's sister. Saw your brother the other day, Leanne. Maybe he told you. We had a nice little visit about Regina. Pat's hockey. God's team. Uh, Point three. Rod Brindamore wins coach of the year in the National Hockey League. As I said, there's 31 great coaches in the NHL. That's the truth. He's the best. Voted the best. So congratulations to the Notre Dame Hounds alum. They will probably win a Stanley Cup by the time he's done. Although I got to say this, I saw a video the other day. Is Don Waddell still the general manager in Carolina? I saw a video of the two of them together at a desk. And I thought it's interesting with Don Waddell was a general manager in Atlanta and could never get them off the ground. They're thrashers, right? Right. But now he's in Carolina and he's got a, I guess, a legit Stanley Cup contending team. I mean, they didn't make it out of round two, but that's not bad. But sometimes you need to look at guys that get fired and look at the whole big picture, right? Not just the fact that they were fired. Speaking of fired, I noticed on the ticker on TSN, on SportsCenter, that Denmark uh, lost at the uh, Euro 2020. So here's me, uneducated sports fan. We lost 2-1 to Belgium. Fire the coach. Am I doing it right? (laughs) Uh, And Mark Bergev and Lou Lamorello... And uh, Bill Zito named finalist for the general manager of the year in the National Hockey League. And I don't have no idea how Zito got in there. But that's uh, why I also get upset with people. Because with about six weeks to go in the regular season, in my leftovers, my NHL leftovers, I said, Mark Bergevin for GM of the year. Just get ripped from neck to navel on that from people. What about Kyle Dubas? 
What about him? Sometimes you just wonder why you put your opinions out at all. I know. I know, and, you know, I think Bergevin might win it. I really do. He sh- he Z- Zito, I get Florida, but you know what? This is a year he behind. He just got there! But, the, but my point is a year behind. Like, this team was good last year at the end when they started making their moves. They didn't make a whole lot of change, I don't think, in that roster. It's Quinville who took him from, you know, on the cusp last year to being a contender this year. So Quenville for coach of the year. Yeah, I think, I think Bergevin's my pick. Uh, so actual football, point four, CFL stuff. I had written down here standings predictions, but I think it might be a little early for that. Something more delicious has dropped into our lap. Uh, and by the way, this is the warm-up for E-Cold Electric. Our good friend Luke Mullinder uh, tweeting... About he's the color commentator for the Rough Riders and a nine-year CFL player, and he kind of took issue with what the Rough Riders head coach Craig Dickinson said that they're going to have to cut some guys that are coming to camp not in shape. And Luke, was it just this morning he tweeted this? Yeah. He said, or I didn't know if it was this morning or last night. A couple night. hours he's ago. Like, a couple hours ago. He's like, come on, give these guys a break. Look what they've been through for the last 16 months. They've had to have jobs. They've had, you know, they haven't been sitting there getting paid like the coaches. I might be adding a little more to what Luke said, but the gist of this is, can we give these guys a break? If they show up in camp not entirely in game shape, that's from Luke. You were a little surprised that he would... Bite the hand that feeds him, per se, the head coach of the Rough Riders. But he's taken the player's side, which I think analysts should do. My take when I read that was uh, COVID-19. Hashtag sucks to be you. It is what it is. (laughs) If we've learned anything in the last 16 months, everybody's in it for themselves. Period. Mm -hmm. Okay? And if you don't agree with that, you're going to figure out sooner or later in life if you haven't figured that out yet. Looking out for number one. That's it. That's all. But you have some strong takes on what Dickie said and Luke's reaction to it. Yeah, you know, it's it, Luke was kind of criticizing him a little bit for calling it the offseason. This wasn't an offseason. This is a year and a half where we had to take care of families and do all these other things. I just thought it, it just shocked me that, you know, he came out so, so hard against, against Craig and, and what he said on the air. But you know what? You kind of sway me back to being like, look, he's got the players back. And, you know, it's okay to disagree with somebody in a respectful way. I think it was still delivered respectfully. But, uh, yeah, it's tough, and we're going to see a lot of surprise cuts. That's what I really took away from it is there's going to be players who you're like, he's one of the best on the team, or he's, I thought he was a leader on this group at that position, and they're going to get cut because they're not in shape or they're not ready to play, and young, hungry football players that have been putting in the work will be ready to go, and they'll take the spot. So it'll be interesting to watch and follow. Well, there's, um, I got, there's a flood of comments coming in, and I really appreciate it. Carlos Legena in Indianapolis says, roster cuts are roster cuts. It's not that much different from roster cuts any other year. Come on, Carlos. You knew you know better than that. Come on. Or do we not know that players are people? And am I too defensive about that? You know, I always laugh when we talk about a minor trade. Clark Monroe traded for Darren DuPont in a one-for-one deal. Not minor to them. <laughs> Right. And these veteran players that have had to work to feed their kids 
and now quit those jobs and get across the border and quarantine and do all these things in camp and they might not be in the best shape, get cut for that reason. Oh, well, sucks to be you. Doesn't matter what you did before. Am I too defensive on this? No. Be honest. You're putting it into perspective, right? And But unfortunately, those are decisions that have to be made. We, you know, I, I want to think about in Saskatchewan and the biggest names, right? When Chick and Dressler and, you know, Fantuz got moved and guys got cut and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop! You want to go? Nelson! Even if you have a job, it's not hard to make it to the gym. People who live regular lives do it every day. Nelson, we're not talking about 30 minutes on the treadmill. It's two hours every GD day pushing weights. This is like four or five hours in the gym every day. Are you saying these players, oh, you can go to the gym. I did. How about that? We're not off to a great start here today. It like, is. pull your heads out of your asses, people. Yes. But it is. As a football player, it's minimum two hours a day when you're getting into shape. You know, maintenance, they're in there for at least a couple of hours, and they're ramping up for a season. It's two, three, four, five hours a day, you know, a couple of times. Yeah. And it's not, uh, yeah, it's not just swinging by on your way home from work and dropping in for 45. Well, let's, right? yeah. So you got a full-time job, and you got to work out full-time. But you know what? Go ahead, because I just got my tickets. I'm going to come watch you. If you're not in shape, piss off. It's your problem. So, my bad. Jack in uh, Vulcan, Alberta, agree 100% with Luke. One of the CFL players made the comment, most USA players have had access to gyms where many Canadian players haven't. What did Charleston Hughes say this summer? Or last summer, I can't remember. What year is it? Where are we? I know. He said that he was running stairs. And what else did he say? For weights, what was he? I can't remember what he said he was using for weights because the gyms were closed at that time. And I'm thinking the Argos will allow Chucky to come in and get himself into shape. But he was in here the other day saying he's not in game shape because he's had to work. But you know what? That's fine. Just swipe your card and, uh, you know, go to a yoga class. And I'm sure you'll be ready to tear after CFL quarterbacks. (laughs) Warm-ups brought to you by E-Cold Electric, your complete electrical distributor with locations Regina, Esteban, Swift Current, Yorkton, and Moose Jaw. E-Cold Electric. Let's get to work. Um, There's more, but I'll move on. I do have to mention the Blue Jays. (laughs) How about the Blue Jays? Oh, boy. They've lost four in a row. They were swept by the Yankees. And last night, here's my thing on this. I was watching a hockey game, not the Blue Jays. I still can't watch two games at once. I don't know how people do it. But in the history of Major League Baseball, there's never been a triple play turn. That it's a one, three, six, two, five, six. And that happened last night against the Blue Jays. And it was all because Bo Bichette had a brain fart, bad base running. And I see the people are blowing a pipe. And I'm watching Charlie Montoyo, and please don't cancel me when I say this, but I'm, when I'm working out in the morning getting ready for a CFL season on my Bowflex at home, the machine's kind of loud, right? So when Charlie Montoyo's talking on SportsCenter with his postgame, I can't really understand him because his English isn't great. Right. So I, don't, I couldn't really see what Montoyo said. 
TSN, can you put subtitles underneath Charlie Montoyo? Like he's speaking English, but not well. But it was something along the lines of their kids. And I see people on Twitter wanting to fire, uh, fire Charlie Montoyo because of the base running gaffes last night from the Blue Jays. You can't. People just want to hang the coach, right? For what the players do. But there's, there's been a lot of mistakes. I mean, these people that have been on the Blue Jays' ass lately, I'm starting to see why. I'd like to think it's a June swoon. Don't you, though? Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, when you think about what he said, he also said, you know, look at in our locker room, we're in a good mood. We're having fun. But we're working hard. We're taking all the ground balls. You don't see all those things. So I think, you know, people kind of get upset when he says, we're having fun. We're in a good mood. But you're losing all these games and making all these mistakes. How is it fun? We want to hear that things are miserable and that you hate losing. But you know what? He's a guy who's trying to keep the culture uh, intact. It's a long season. You can't, you know, get into a tailspin now. But 10 losses, I saw the stat this morning, 10 losses when leading by at least the seventh inning or later. 10, most in the majors. And, and, and a number of those, I think five of them have been since June the 8th and eight have been since May the 20th. Those numbers are pretty close. Um, that's a lot. So you take those 10 wins. When you're leading in the seventh inning, you've got to lock it down. If you can get six or seven of those wins back, you're right back in the mix. So they're close. They're really close. I appreciate all the comments from everybody. We've got to break and bring in Pinball Clemens. Uh, I'm interested to get his take on training camps opening here. Jacques Dupuy in Ottawa. I'm on your side, Rod. Give the players a break. Um... A lot of comments, we'll get to them, but pinball, we can't keep them waiting. The general manager of the Argos. This has been the warm-up for E-Cold Electric. We'll be right back. You're watching on YouTube and Facebook. No Game Plus TV today. But we're also on 24-Hour Sports Radio for Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Flame Tech Football Friday continues. Moose is here, as always. Industry leader in combustion services is uh, Flame Tech. We await the general manager of the Toronto Argonauts, Mike Pinball Clemens, and uh, coming up in hour two, the head coach of the Ottawa Red Blacks, Paul LaPolice. I should mention today is the last day to get your University of Regina Rams 50-50 tickets. The draw closes at 8 p.m. tonight. The jackpot is $25,000. It is entirely online, open to all of Saskatchewan. You must be 19 years of age or over. All you got to do to buy your tickets is go to ReginaRams5050.com. The team is entirely self-funded, okay? So if you love football, support university athletics, please get your 50-50 tickets up until 8 p.m. tonight. So we got breaking news today. Did we know that the Calgary Stampeders' 75th anniversary jerseys were coming out today? Did we know that? I didn't. I didn't. But it's exciting. Yeah, well, so you're loving this, eh? I love it. Clark, nice work, Clark. He has found the jerseys for the Calgary Stampeders' 75th anniversary. And uh, I'll say bravo to that. It's nice. Um, not what I expected. Maybe we should face... Ew! 
<laughs> Clark threw that at me as a surprise. Ew. Bo Levi Mitchell, the model. I actually think it looks better hit that picture with him wearing it, it than the just the jersey laying there. I think it I think it's really sharp. I you know, bravo to the Calgary Stampeders on this one. I think it looked I love it. I really do. I didn't expect that. Um I see Nelson writing in and saying, you know, that they knocked it out of the park and so forth. That to me looks just like a straight retro Jersey, which I love the retros, but that's what it looks like. It's got that old school Calgary Stampeder uh, mm. patch on the arm. I was thinking a little more cosmic, a little more modern. modern. Up yeah, little modern bit. it up. I was thinking a little more modern, black, red, and white. Um, but I love it. That kind of reminds me of the old Montreal Canadiens jerseys and the Seattle Metropolitans barbershop ones. So hey, it's cool for sure. But nothing our next guest would agree. I'm sure compares to the old Argo boat. He's worn it many times, and the general manager of the Toronto Argonauts, Mike Pinball Clemens, joined there. <laughs> that got him going. How you doing, Pinner? Good morning. <laughs> how are you, sir? 100%. I can't tell you how much I appreciate the time, my man. How are you finding time in your day to get ready for this season? Oh, my goodness. Well, we, we, we've been getting ready for this for a long time. And now that it's here, it feels, it feels like everything's a rush. And uh, so you think that you prepared everything um, and you're all set and all ready. Uh, but uh, this, this past week has, has, uh, has, has been an aggressive week, as we would say in football. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, again, I appreciate the time because I know how busy you are. But uh, when that vote went 9-0 on Monday and you knew you were going to be playing, maybe, maybe you knew ahead of time what it was going to be, but a lot of relief across this land. Players, fans, staff, I'm sure you felt it. Yeah, I, I was fully confident until in like the fat last five days. Uh, for some reason, the last five days, I, I, I got a little anxious and, and uh, I was less confident that, that uh, things were going to go through, not, not for any apparent reason other than this was the vote. This was the D-Day. And uh, uh, fortunately, it uh, turned out exactly as I think we all would have hoped. So tell me something about the Toronto Argonauts. Penner, I think I can finally say I think you're my team. I wear blue almost every day. I love you guys, Gear. Nick Arbuckle's my guy. Chucky Hughes is my guy. You guys are in a tough division, but how are you feeling about your club? Uh, you know what? We, we feel great about our club. Um, we, uh, we, we are actually, um, uh, I would say, um, politely challenged by uh, the place that we're in, in this 14-game schedule. Uh, we play seven games. Half, half of our games are, are either against the two teams that finished first last time we played or the team that won the Great Cup. So 50% of our games against the two guys that finished first and the other guy that won the, the Great Cup. So, so, um, and, and, and that's the nature of our league, though. This is a tough league. And, and, uh, um, uh, and, and you think of, you know, when we put this team together, we were thinking of you know, a team that would mature in the second half of the season. And the reality is, is if you don't mature in the first half, I don't know if you're going to have that chance. Typically in the second half of the season, uh, you can do a lot of work, uh, but 
in a shortened um, schedule like this, uh, I think that we're going to have to produce earlier than later. Uh, so that that is that's our greatest plight. We certainly have talent. There's no doubt about that. We've yeah, increased our our Canadian talent. We have more playmakers. Our offensive and defensive lines have both gotten better. The middle of our defense certainly uh, has gotten better. The back end. Uh, is we've got guys who are more proven like uh, Shaq and, and uh, Robinson Daniel and, and Arjun and guys like that that uh, uh, maybe are a little bit more proven than the guys that, that last dress for us. And, and so we can look at this and, and we look at some playmakers on the offensive side of the ball, especially in that receiving core. And then two quarterbacks, uh, not just Nick, uh, uh, who is, you know, our, our uh, uh, proposed starter, uh, but but we also uh, have McLeod Bethel Thompson and got him back in uh, leading, leading uh, uh, he led the league in, in, uh, in passing yards in, 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 in 2019. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there, there are some real, some real positives and some things that we're encouraged about. Um, but the reality is, is um, we've we've got a new front office, uh, myself included in that. We've got a a uh, a new head coach, and uh, and there's a ton of new players. And so it, we, we're going to have to come together a little bit quicker uh, than I think uh, we would have hoped. Uh, but my goodness. TGIF. Thank God it's football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The rest will sort itself out. Our comments are going off like a slot machine here. All of them. Oh, boy. I got, Yeah, like a pinball machine, my producer just said. Uh, from Troy from Troy in Toronto, pinball is my favorite Argo of all time, not because of his on-field excellence, but because of his off-field heroics. What a gentleman. While his on-field ex- exploits were gargantuan, off-field even more. Hall of Famer in every regard. From Ryan in New York. Love pinball. His energy and passion would want to make anyone run through a brick wall. Arlen Bruce the third. Hey, yeah. Arlen Bruce the third is watching. He says, this is our league. Have you oh sensed? Oh, my. Yeah. He watches every day. He watches every single day. Are you That's seeing how? Oh, my. good. Can you just give him the biggest virtual hug for me? You just did. You just did. Oh, my. Wow, I love that man. He just mm. said, he just said, Arlen says, I believe Toronto Argonauts will be in the 2021 Grey Cup. Just saying, I would take a bullet for pinball, says Arlen Bruce the third. So there you go. And by the way, somebody was talking to me this week about your head coach, Ryan Dinwiddie. You know what they said? They said, this guy is all class and he's going to be successful. And I said, you're not telling me nothing. I don't know. I've known the guy yep. since 2007, but... I'm, I'm guessing every single day, Pinner, you're seeing why you hired this guy as, uh, as your head coach. You know, uh, and, and we can speak to his character. And I think, uh, um, as, as you mentioned that, I think people have met him. Uh, but to see him in his working environment, this is his element. Uh, as a kid, he, he was telling the story about uh, um, his dad was a football coach. And, and so he was born on the field. And, and uh, one day he actually uh, got zipped up in the ball bag. I mean, that's, that's you know, his father. <laughs> Father wouldn't want that 
that story duplicated too many times, but he, he has grown up with it and he absolutely loved it and is just one of the hardest working guys uh, that I've seen. Uh, between uh, John Murphy and, and, and uh, Ryan, um, the, the level of work, the level of discipline, the level, level of regimen, uh, these guys have challenged me. And so I, I, uh, I'm, I'm just so proud um, that we chose a young guy who, who deserved the opportunity. Um, you know, for me, um, you know, I, my, my thoughts going in uh, were to actually get someone who could stabilize the franchise, someone who was more proven, who, who uh, had, um, uh, had more miles on him and uh, his interview. Uh, just blew me away. His charisma further to that. Um, and, I, I, you know, um, his, his charisma is, is one of conviction and um, uh, authenticity, right? He, he is, he's, he's got conviction about who he is and what he can do uh, in this game of football. And, and, uh, and, and there's a realness about him, right? Um, uh, he he is an inspiring guy, but he's not the most inspiring guy I've been. But he may be the most authentic guy that I've been around. Uh, and, and so um, I'm just really excited about him, really excited for him, and, uh, and and really proud that he is our head coach. I, I can tell me this, Penball, if you agree, but I just don't think you can have too many leaders because you kind of just described yourself in a way. But dinner and just the guys that you have in that coaching staff and the, the players I know, I don't think you could have too many leaders. Would you agree? You're absolutely right about that. And the reality is, is that we all lead in some way, whether we know it or not. We are leading and, and, and not all positively. So, so you're right. You're absolutely right. You can't have enough leaders. But we need to punctuate that by saying that you can never have enough uh, great leaders and even good leaders and, and even leaders that uh, are on the plus side of 500, right? Uh, uh, if we can get everybody on the other side, uh, we, 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 uh, we, we have a winning, uh, a winning recipe. Uh, listen, I know you don't have a lot of time left, but I want to ask you this about what appears to be a um, a blueprint to have local players. Like Dejan Brissett is a regular viewer of this show, supports everything we do. All those Toronto area guys, you got a lot, right? Um, was that by, obviously it was by design. When did you guys come up with that idea? Uh, so so, so that was uh, by design. We, we, we spoke of that. Um, but I really want to thank John Murphy for executing on that. Um, uh, he he um, is just a real leader in our room. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, I tell our guys all the time, if you're the smartest guy in the room, it's your own fault. Right. So so we, we don't we're not we, we we are special as a group. It is our collection of, of abilities, our collection of talents. And and so um, as we looked at there, there are some things that we identify um, in guys at, at, at different positions as well. Uh, we have things that we are looking for. We're very intentional about what we're looking for. And and in Ryan Dinwiddie, we found that guy. Right. We, we were looking for a guy not only 
only who had character, but that was passionate, uh, that understood the game, that knew the game, that committed himself and dedicated himself to the game. And he would be able to lead by example as a head coach. And, 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 so, um, and so in every facet of, of what we're doing, we're, we're trying to replicate that. And, and so having those guys who are local, who are part of the community are so important. And, you know, the difficult thing is, is uh, you know, is that you can't, you know, keep them all, right? So uh, we brought Natea J back and, and, uh, um, and you know, this, this off season, right? Um, he ended up going to Montreal and, and uh, uh, because we had actually gotten another uh, local guy. And so, so with that, um, uh, we, we are, consistently trying to to um, reinforce um, the things that are important to us and Canadian talent and not only that uh, local Canadian talent is extremely important to our process and what we're trying to accomplish the one I forgot was Juwan Breskison I yeah. love that kid I love that kid I can't wait yeah. to see him out on the field balling in 82 for Toronto um Pinball, I will let you go. Anything else you got for the viewers before you get back to your day? Uh, yes, I do. And, and, and for the viewers, and uh, I, I know your your viewers are national, but but I, I know your core is in um, uh, what, what is my second favorite part province. <laughs> of Saskatchewan and has always been and and uh um uh you you had uh, uh a young uh player who was a defensive bat that every once in a while uh would guard me and and uh he was about my height too he was he was only a couple of inches taller than I am and uh you probably know who I'm talking about by now but he was he was always uh the writer that, that at the end of the year where you pick uh the most popular writer and uh he's a uh defensive coordinator in our league right now you, you probably know him. um and, i was gonna uh, say so, i was thinking richie hall i'm like it's you talking about yeah, Pine? so <laughs> yeah so so um uh he was such a fine gentleman and and the the way i saw the community bra- embrace him um is is the way that i i hope that i would be embraced um and uh i, I um i'm just thankful for uh um the, your province and what it means to our game, uh, the commitment, and and uh, um, and we can we can we can say that it's the only you know professional team in the province, right? The reality is is uh, it, it it is it is the center. It is the the most important thing, not because it's the only team, but because you've made it so. And so um, our our league owes you so much. And uh, uh, I I, I look forward to coming out there, although I've, I've, uh, I think I've lost more times out there than I've won. Uh, But uh, I I really look forward to coming out and and hopefully seeing you. And and you are, a foundational piece of our league and its success. I'll tell you what, Penner, thank you. And by the way, it's September 17th because Chucky was in here the other day. He's got it circled, right? But when you talk about Richie Hall, oof, they don't make yes, him better than uh, they do not make him better than that guy. And uh, you can imagine how Jack people are to have CFL back Penner. So look, thanks again. I appreciate it. Thanks for the kind words. We'll see you soon. 
Absolute pleasure. Okay, thank you. We'll see you on the field. All you right. <laughs> Mike Pinball Clemens joining us. And I'm wondering how long conversations are between Pinball and John Murphy. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, did he? <laughs> okay. We'll be right back with a sports update and a viewer takeover. We got Paul Lapolis coming up next hour. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, uh, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. As we roll, I got sponsor reads like this long, right? You know that because you're part of this. Of course. That means times are good. Yeah, we're rolling. Uh, I guess we'll do the direct West thing a little later. Yeah. How about Manscaped? I just want to say this. I don't want to freak anybody out on a Flame Tech Football Friday. But can I just say Manscaped loves us vis-a-vis you because they continue to renew their contract with us, right? And, and it's, it's, it's better every time, if I can just say. So thank you for supporting Manscaped because it's keeping us on the air. We got a note here from Jesse Granger. You know Jesse Granger from the Athletic Las Vegas. He covers the Golden Knights. Apparently at the morning skate today, the Golden Knights had a line of Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, and Alex Tuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. It's over. It's over. Dun, dun, dun. Stone 6'4". Tuck 6'4". Patch is 6'2", 210. It's over. What? That is. We're going to run them out of the rink tonight. Unbelievable. 3-1 Vegas. And then when they're finished skating laps around, then they'll throw Reeves on the ice, and (laughs) it'll really be over. It's kind of funny to me that Ryan Reeves and Keegan Colazar can have as big of – that they can keep up in this series. They couldn't last year in the – was it the Dallas – they couldn't keep up. But this series is good for them. It's got to go out and win tonight. It's not the Rebel. Uh, speaking of hockey, Braden Point kept up his scoring touch with a tie-breaking goal late in the second period as the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Islanders 2-1 in Stanley Cup playoff action. The uh, Lightning now up two games to one. Somebody wrote in earlier and asked what we thought about the officiating in the game, and I just think, why did I even talk about it earlier this week? Why do we talk about it at all? They're probably well into round two of the U.S. Open, eh? Yes. Yeah. Can you look up who's leading? I'll just read this paragraph here. The opening round of the U.S. Open was suspended due to darkness with 36 players left on the course. Russell Henley shot a four under 67 in the morning wave. He was tied with Louis Osthusen. Close. Who will have to play his final two holes in the morning. Who's leading now? Uh, Louis Oosthuizen is one over today. He's in second. uh, T for second. Um, But Henley hasn't teed off yet. Still four under. Um, two under in the day, Richard Bland from England. He's two wow. under today and moved right up. How about that? Yeah. The Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks have forced a decisive seventh game in their NBA Eastern Conference semifinal with the Brooklyn Nets. Chris Middleton scored 38 as the Bucks beat the Nets 104-89 in Milwaukee. Game seven goes Saturday in Brooklyn in this Homer series. I'll be watching that one. 
Giancarlo Stanton hit a go-ahead homer in a four-run seventh inning, and the New York Yankees pulled off a wacky triple play in an 8-4 win over the reeling Blue Jays. The win completed a three-game sweep for New York. It was the first ever in the history of Major League Baseball. I had to write it down. One, three, six, two, five, six, triple play. And it was all because of base running brain farts by the Toronto Blue Jays last night. Jose Altuve homered for the fourth time in three games. Michael Brantley and Abraham Toro also connected in the Houston Astros beat the Chicago White Sox 10-2. I just felt the need to tell you that. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Ray in the Six writes in Kitchener, Ontario area. He says, Hi, Rod. You have to take the good with the bad with these young Jays. It's a process, but the base running issues are hard to watch. At the end of the day, brighter days are ahead for this team. And he goes on to say, Love seeing pinball. He's a good ambassador for the CFL. Devin in Regina says, Pinball is a great man. He should have been a Saskatchewan Rough Rider. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. You know who gave him the nickname Pinball? Who? Bob Abilovich. Really? His head coach, his first ever head coach in Toronto. He's Very like, that little cool. guy jumps around like a pinball. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That's ding, where ding, that ding, came ding. from. He's pretty good. Um, okay. We'll jump into viewer takeover. We've only got a couple minutes in this segment. We can come back for more. I should update the poll question, which I don't think I even, I dabbled in it. You have it? Okay. The poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, who will have more passing yards in 2021? Cody Fajardo or Bo Levi Mitchell? What are they saying on Facebook, Moose? 62% are going with Fajardo. Come on. That's the exact same thing on Twitter. Oh, wow. The exact same thing, 62% for Cody. And I'm kind of teetering on the fence going, people in BC are writing in and going, Mike Riley, Mandy in Edmonton has refused to vote on the pool because she's taken it as a personal affront to Elks quarterback Trevor Harris. And I just think, is this funny, good-natured joshing, or is it knickers and a knot? You know, and maybe we won't even do CFL polls then if you guys aren't going to take them seriously and get upset about them. How about that? How about that? Maybe we could talk about who's going to lead the Tennessee Titans in receiving this year. Is that what you'd like? Like, are they being good natured about it? Are they not? It's like us saying who would win a playoff series between the Leafs and Oilers and the Winnipeggers chime in and say, what about the Jets? We're not talking about the Jets. We're talking about the Leafs and the Oilers. Okay. We're not talking about. Trevor Harris. We're not talking about Mike Riley. We're talking about Bo Levi Mitchell and Cody Fajardo. Which I think the last time around, Cody threw for more, did he not? Which would have earned him the nod as the West Division most outstanding player. That's right. Yeah, I think they were 1 2. I'm pretty sure they were 1 2 the last time they were. Let's go to the big board. Let's go to the big board. You know, and if they were 1 2, then it just further backs up why we have them in the poll. So we'll find out right away. Um. Mandy wasn't paying attention earlier. Okay. She says, I'm going to vote for Bo over your one-hit wonder, Fajardo. She's in a particularly punchy mood today. Wouldn't you say, Moose? Uh, yeah. Um, but that's a good thing. Here's the thing. As we were discussing the other day, I, you know, I was fearful of a sophomore jinx for uh, Cody Fajardo. But as my guy, Mike Lee, Mydale Mike said oil man down there, 
He said he, his sophomore jinx, <laughs> they didn't play at all in 2020 in his second season. So it's over. Couldn't get worse than that. That's right. So there is no sophomore jinx. So Cody Fajardo led the Canadian Football League in passing in 2019 with 4,302 yards. Guess who was number two? In the league? Yeah. yeah it wasn't Bo. Our boy Trevor Harris. How about that? <laughs> number three. Macbeth, who incidentally led the CFL in touchdown I feel like I'm well. watching the NFL draft and, and like the top prospects <laughs> just falling pick by pick. Uh, here they are. Here's the top five in passing. Cody Fajardo, the last time we saw these guys. Cody Fajardo, number one. Trevor Harris, number two. Macbeth, number three. Vernon Adams, number four. Mike Rowley, number five. Woo! We need a dig a hole to look for Bo. <laughs> He only played 11 games. I know, I know. If you looked at average yards per game, he'd be right up there. Listen, I get it. If you control, so can I. Let's come back for viewer takeover. And uh, we got Paul Lapolis coming up an hour, too. He's got, his, uh, he's got his work cut out from the top pinball because he really butted us up out here. Did he ever? We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show's Flame Tech Football Friday on YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hey, everybody. We got about six full minutes here to uh, go back and forth with the two of us. Uh, Moose DuPont here. It is viewer takeover. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we're going to be talking about Grey Cup odds a little later on for our friends at Come On Official. Uh, I see the reminder on the screen that the Prairie Mobile text line is open, 306-840-8777. So... Drop us a line if you don't mind. It's the last day that we're not on national television. I find it infinitely tickling that all the hate mail that's been coming into us that we've been forwarding to Game Plus is from hockey people across the country. Where are the football people at? I know. Get on it. I think they're all watching streaming. Well, yeah, they figured it out pretty quick, right? Yeah. If they were not on, they moved to they YouTube. Moved. Or- uh, by the way, our guy Zig Fricasi from Sirius XM NFL Radio is tweeting us. I don't know if you saw that or not, but there was a video of a tornado that touched down in Saskatchewan. And Zig wrote us. Did I mention from NFL Radio? Did I mention that? I can't remember. <laughs> and he said, Rod, was this anywhere near you guys? Well, of course it was. It's Saskatchewan. We're near, near everything. But the tornadoes come all the time. I never did tell you about the time in 1982 when a tornado knocked our barn down. And just so you know, our barn, I think it's the second largest barn in southern Saskatchewan. The second largest. It's the size of a hockey rink. And So 1982, I was nine. Storms coming. Tornado. You can see it moving across the prairies. And dad's like, get in the basement. Get in the basement. Right? It was like this movie tor- uh, yeah. tornado. Yeah. Into the basement we went. And the tornado hit the barn. Just like that. I didn't see it because I was in the basement. Yeah, with my brothers. But dad saw it and the cleanup was massive. 
That's, take you out to the farm sometime. Yeah, absolutely should. You've That's, seen photos of that I've barn. I've seen photos of the barn. It's the size of a hockey rink. It's insane, and I can't imagine, yeah, a tornado ripping through there. But there's been some really cool photos of tornadoes in Saskatchewan in the last few My days. brother's probably watching now. Lee, got any photos? I'm telling you, that was a massive cleanup. I never did. Oh, by the way, Zig says he's waiting for his RP show swag. <laughs> I take him Rough Rider stuff. Now he wants RP stuff. What am I going to get? We'll, so we all, we'll, we'll send a return address when we ship it out. He just... gave me a tour of Sirius XM radio in downtown in Manhattan. The Howard Stern studio. It was amazing. I guess that's what I got. He gave me a tour. Never mind. I'll shut up. Okay. Never did ask Pinball about cutting vets that aren't in shape which I said I was going to. That was a big topic from the warm-up. Um, Craig Dickinson saying we're going to have to let some guys go that aren't in game shape. And just another thing that I guess people don't understand in this business, fans, that just because you are in shape and can run 45 minutes on the treadmill doesn't mean you're in shape to go out on a football field. Or that you can bench press 500 pounds, but you don't have the wind to run up and down the field. Like there's... People don't seem to understand that, Darren. Right. No, they don't. And, and, and Craig's message to that matter is, you know, I know he mentioned the off-season, and, and Blue kind of said, well, it's not the off-season. It's a year and a half of, you know, needing to provide for your families and things like that. But the, the, the fact of the matter is we can't put people on the field that aren't in shape to play. So you have to find a way to get yourself in a game shape, whether that happens in camp, whether you can kind of ramp it up now. Um, but it'll be a surprise and a shock for some players that aren't ready to go. And unfortunately, that's tough because it's an unenviable position to be in. Needing to make money, provide for your families, not having facilities maybe to work out in that are the same. I'm shocked that Luke Mullinder would take issue if, as much as he did with what Craig Dickinson said. Because Luke, of all people, would know this is a cruel, cruel, cold business. It just is. What Dickinson's saying, that did not shock me at all. I, I knew that that was the thing. If you're not in shape, hit the bricks. Anyways, we'll kick off with more of that in hour two because it is a Flame Tech Football Friday. And Paul Appelese coming up after this break. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.